You're listening to the Garden State, the only New Jersey podcast that gives you all the news you need to hear this week. My name is Josh Sobo. And my name is Josh Chomick. And Jimmy Parks is gone once more. The dude's just missing again. For the second week in a row. And we don't know when he'll be back. Well, we think he's, he's going to be back next week, according to Jimmy Parks. But with Jimmy Parks, he's a wild card. Um, he's a wild man. And you just never know with Jimmy what his next movie is going to be. Yes. And while Jimmy may be off in the wilderness somewhere, for all we know, we can promise you that we are in the Garden State live from Elizabeth, New Jersey at the Vintage City offices. Um, and it's good to be back. Our studio is almost complete here. There is a lot coming together. Um, and we're just excited to be here. So if you're interested to see where our studio is at, or if you're looking for an office space for yourself, you can go to vintagecityoffices.com slash garden state and check out what we've been up to. It's a really, really cool spot and we're very grateful to be here right now. Yes, absolutely. And it's good to be in the heart of Jersey, the heart of the state, Elizabeth, New Jersey, which, uh, yeah, we, on the radio last week, we talked a bit about Elizabeth, and I got a lot of flack because I didn't know what an Italian hot dog was. Did you get anybody say anything new yeah, about that? Yeah, people, I got so many texts when we talked about Italian hot dogs live on air. And they're like, how do you not know what an Italian hot dog is? I was like, I know what Italian sausage is, bro, but not an Italian hot dog. I'm sorry. In hindsight, I do know what an Italian hot dog is. I just, I was on the radio. Bro, but Dennis agreed too. He's like, I don't know what that is. And the dude's been talking Jersey for like his whole life. I've had, I had one. My brother sent me a photo two years ago this week. We had, we made Italian hot dogs, which is like a hot dog with potatoes and other stuff on it. It's really, really good. I just wasn't thinking. No, I've had that before, but no one ever told me it was an Italian hot dog. Who made, who made up that name? uh, Probably Italians. Oh, I know that. But like when, when did it become official that it was an Italian hot dog? And also it could be regional. Like in our area, we don't talk about that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I don't know. It's a good question. I, I just, I feel like for me, sometimes I, I recognize later, like, oh, I had a total brain blank. Like I, I wasn't thinking because I, I think I, I know what that is only because it's been said to me, not because I know who made it up or whatever. It's just been said to me. That's an Italian hot dog. So in my mind, I know what it is, but I just wasn't thinking on the radio. And, uh, and the interesting thing, Josh, is if you like hearing us on the radio, not making coherent sentences. You can listen to us possibly this next week as well, right? I, not just possibly, Josh. It's for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. This Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night from 7 to 11, Josh and I will be on the radio. 101.5 again. <laughs> 101.5 for four hours straight. But this want. time it's not on someone else's show. It's our own four hours slot. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go and see what happens. Man, we're just going to talk shop and... uh Make sure you tune in and make sure you call in. It's going to definitely be an experience. Yeah. We've never done a four-hour show in our life. Yeah, it's a lot of time. Especially on the radio when, like, everyone's listening. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of time to keep people entertained, but I think it's going to be good. So what I was going to say is to our listeners, um, if you want to listen, I mean, you should, call in. Um, We're going to have the phone lines open for sure since we have that capability on the radio. And also the other thing I was going to say was if you don't have, like, if you're like, Oh, I'm not in range of one one five, just get the app. They have an app where it streams kind of like a podcast live and you can listen there. Listen, we need you guys. This is yeah. like, this is kind of scary stuff. Like being on the radio, it's really a big deal. So if you guys are going to be tuning in, we need you guys like 
the loyal listeners of the Garden State to call into 101.5 yeah. to make us not only look good, but also make us feel very comfortable on radio. Because I'm not going to lie, Josh, I'm a bit nervous about it. You know what they should do? You know what our listeners should do? You ever see the TikTok trend where people, like a guy is trying to impress a girl and then all the comments are like, hey, bro, thanks for letting me borrow your Ferrari this weekend. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, thanks for donating all that, the money to save the turtles. Like, we should have all our callers just calling back, hey, guys, just want to give you a shout out for saving my, like, for changing my flat tire on the side of the turnpike this week. <laughs> Thank you guys for saving New Jersey. Like, just have totally made up stories the entire hour. So all the random listeners are like, who are these guys and what are they doing? Yeah, we sound Why like are heroes. Why are they so incredible? That'd be really funny, but. <laughs> we need one person to do that. If someone could call in, that'd be so funny. Well, we'll see. It's Tuesday night from 7 to 11. What, so. what is our show called? Like, we didn't give them an official name. Is just, it just like the Garden State the on Garden Air? Garden State on Air, yeah. We're going to be live. That's crazy. So you got to tune into that. It's going to be interesting. And um, if it if it doesn't go well, then just pretend you never listened and we'll, we'll never talk about it again. Well, yeah. And also, we'll never probably be back on the radio station again. So that would be a sign. Yeah. This week, we shared a video on Instagram of our summer road trip we took around the Garden State in honor of BMW Summer On Sales event, which is happening now through September 4th. If you didn't see the video, BMW lent us an incredibly cool MA50i to help us on our way. And when I tell you I have never drove a more powerful car in my life, I mean it. This car was so much fun, especially when we put it into sport mode. If you're looking for the ultimate driving experience this summer, check out BMW's Summer On Sales event and get behind the wheel of something awesome. Before we go into the news and into the mailbag, because we did have a call calling out Jimmy Parks, which I thought was kind of funny, and uh, especially since he's not here to defend himself. Um, what did you do this past week slash weekend? Weekend recap. Interesting? Yeah. This weekend was super, super relaxing. Hung out with friends, uh, went down the shore, actually, on Saturday. Nice. What beach? Uh, went to Belmar for the first time in like five years. It's a good beach. You know, we used to go to Belmar all the time when we were in our early 20s. Yeah. It was the spot 16th Street, right next to the Dunkin', right next to DJ's, all that. And 10th um, F Burrito. 10th Ave Burrito, a few blocks down the road. We actually Great went spot. there for lunch. Nice. Because you can't go to Belmar and not go to 10th Ave Burrito. It's just, that's a sin. Uh, it was chill. It was, we hung out there for a little bit, then came back home, relaxed the rest of the day. Because when you're in the sun, I don't know if this happens when you get older, but after you're in the sun for at least like six hours, you're done. You're, the rest of your day is done. It's such a good feeling to shower after the beach after one of those days and then you just lay around. Is your, Are you like super tired after, even if you're on the beach for like five hours, is the does the sun kill you? Cause it kills me. Yeah. I need a nice iced coffee and I, then I rally and finish the day out because like I used to be like the type of kid to be on a beach from like 6am to like 8pm. No problem. Now uh, I'm just like, I'm dead so early. I, I left was, the beach at 1pm and I was tired. I was never one of those. I don't think my family ever was like night beach people. We'd leave always like afternoon. Yeah. Maybe we'd come back at night to fly a kite or something like that, but we never were like the people that get there at nine and stay till nine. Like that kind of freaks me out for some reason. I'm very non-committal in that way. Like that, that I don't. I'm not interested in staying that long at the beach. Why? I don't know. I just kind of like. I just got things to do. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But hey, while, while we were talking about uh, Belmar, I was wondering, did I ever tell the tenth half story on the podcast about Big Mo? Yeah, because I want to tell it again. If we didn't, tell maybe it. like a long. They're like we've been doing the podcast for so long. I don't know when you told a story or when you didn't tell a story. Yeah, it's kind of hard to remember. But here's what I was going to say. For those that haven't heard the story, we used to go to 10th Ave Burrito in Belmar all the time, and they had this Taco Tuesday. I don't know if it's called Taco Tuesday. That's actually related to one of our stories today. 
but it was like a day where they had discount tacos and we brought our friend who went by the name big mo like self-proclaimed big mo it wasn't like we were offending him or something he was a big dude and uh we rolled up one day and he said he's gonna break the taco record which i think was 22 tacos at the time and um absolutely ridiculous and he just kept eating and eating and eating. Well, because, we were there for because like, basically the owner said if he broke the challenge, they'd name the challenge the Big Mo Challenge. So yeah. that was his incentive to oh, win. Oh, wasn't it like 10, 20 tacos was a certain challenge? It was like the 10th app challenge. And then they were like, if you could do 25, then it's going to be the Big Mo Challenge. Yeah, we'll give you a t-shirt. Yeah, he broke the record for sure, but they wanted him to reach a certain benchmark <laughs> to get the title named after him. So when he heard that, he was like, all right, game over. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so we we pull up. It's like a bunch of like 19-year-old guys that got nothing better to do with their time. So we're sitting there. We stayed for like three hours, and Mo ate 24 tacos on the 25th <laughs> as he loaded it into his mouth. I'm 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 starting to feel like a reflex in my throat right now just thinking about this. My dude started puking like a fire hydrant everywhere and they were not happy. They were not happy. We were also there after it was like after closing already because we just didn't stop eating. Yeah. And they it was Taco Tuesday, so it was like unlimited, you know, tacos. So like they had to keep serving us till we were done. And right as he was about to break the record, bro, just spewing out of just every oh. little thing he ate that day. It was all on the floor. It was every, all of you guys left. Like I stood, I sat there with him as he just, <laughs> well, I went unleashed. Outside. It was so disgusting. And even right now I want to puke thinking about it. I just was like, I'm out. I walked outside and just, I was, I was already ready to leave like an hour before that. So by the time he was puking, I was like, this is ridiculous. But what did they do? You were still in there. They start to clean it up. Yeah, they were kind of just cool about it. Like they understood, like, you know, sometimes <laughs> you just can't control yourself. And um, it's sad that he wasn't able to get the challenge named after himself because he didn't, he wasn't yeah. able to complete 25 tacos. And I'll never forget that drive home. I was driving and he was in my front seat in his underwear because all his clothes <laughs> were covered in throw up. And we actually have a YouTube video about this on the internet if you want to go look it up and watch us as young children. What's it even called, do you think? If you just type in, um, just okay. type in taco, oh, the Big Mo Challenge. Type in the Big Mo Challenge. See if that comes up. Let's see. Big Mo Challenge. No. Taco Tuesday after that. Josh Rocks. Josh Rocks Guitar Hero. It's my second YouTube channel. Uh, Dude, it's so hard to find YouTube videos. Yeah, YouTube changed their search like four years ago. I can't, can't find fi- any of my I old videos. It's awful. So if, if you go I'll link, look, it, I'll link it in the bio of this podcast. You should, because people are going to want to see that. A little embarrassing, but also kind of legendary moment. So legendary. And now nowadays we go there and they don't even have like, it was like all you could eat tacos, right? On Taco Tuesday. Yeah, that's what it was. But the thing was with the tacos, I could eat six of them and I'd be like more than full. They were big. They're not like they're small kind of tacos. They were big tacos. Mm-hmm. Like a hybrid between a taco and a burrito, if I'm remembering right. No, actually, back then they were a little smaller. That's how you were able to. Because before, like the original thing was, if you ate like ten, you got a T-shirt. Yeah, so then ten, they but, stopped doing but that. But ten would be a lot, though. That's what that was my point. It like, would be yeah. like like six was like a good meal. You're like, all right, that's good. So good memories. But hey, let's get into the mailbag because we did get a call that I want to address. How about your weekend? Uh, I went away. That's right. Thank you. I always do that. I I went away. You're always to, Speedy Gonzalez over here. I went down the shore with my family for three days. We visited Cape May and uh, it was great. On Sunday, I saw you at a barbecue. That was cool. Yeah. little kickback. And then uh, we went down the shore just Monday to Wednesday afternoon and came back. What was the best part of the trip? 
laying in the sun on the beach. Um, my daughter touched the ocean for the first time. That was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was a good trip. I just, it was quick and it's a lot harder to travel with a baby than I think I anticipated because you got she got a nap a few times a day. So like if she's got a nap at, you know, one o'clock, your beach trips kind of like, and she takes her first nap in the morning. So we were just kind of trying to figure it, get our bearings and figure it out. But it was a good time. We went to the lobster house, which is, I was about to ask if you went to the lobster house. Yeah, it's tradition. We go to the lobster house every year and sit on the dock and eat. And then, um, that was really it. It was quick. It went fast. Like a, a th- two day vacation. Did you go to that diner that you brought me to that one time? What diner was that? It was like a bougie diner. It was really nice and good. Oh, the Blue Pig. Yes. No, we didn't. We made breakfast the first day, and the second day we went to uh, this farm that sells breakfast sandwiches, and that was fun. Nice. And then uh, that was really it. I mean, it was a really simple weekend. You got back yesterday? Yeah. Nice. I kind of hate going down there now. I'm not going to lie. Why? Is this just that pack now? It's just become so popular and like... I used to have this dream of like my family having a house there. I thought it was would be the coolest thing in the world, but the the market of like people that have flooded in has just ruined it. It's just like it's really insane. Was Judy uh, from One Hundred One Five correct? How it smells like old people now? No, it smells like yuppies now. It smells like. Um, what, well, can you explain what that means? Yeah, it smells What's like your, like your cousin that that went to a very prestigious college that brings it up every conversation, and his parents, the pride of their life, is talking about the cousin's accomplishments. You ever have one of those people in your life? I was that one person. You were? Yeah. Your parents would go to like a party and rather than talk about anything, they talk about you and like, oh, you got to hear what my son's been up to. Yeah, with the YouTube stuff. Like those those types of people. Unfortunately. That, the, the types of people that are like, they breed their children <laughs> for massive financial success and working at like their like investment bankers or whatever. Like that would be the... Um, the smell of Cape May now. Wow. That's really sad because you used to I'm speak telling you, very differently of Cape May. It's just unaffordable now. I mean, well, that's the whole state. It used to be. I mean, I always tell the story. There was like in 2000, we've been going there for 20 years. In 2014, my dad saw a house. Um, my parents went and looked at this little beach house, ranch house. It was like listed for, I think, 415, something like that. The same house on Zillow, the Zillow estimate for it. That was 2014 or 2015. Today, Eight years later, the Zillow estimate's like one point five yeah. or one point seven million dollars. Right. So it's just like the it's no longer a town of like, hey, maybe when I retire you could get a house there kind of situation. It's just no hope. The hope is that the Garden State sells for ten hundred million dollars. And then I go, All right, I'm gonna go get a sailboat and live down the shore forever. Wow. And then uh yeah, to the moon, baby. To the moon all day. So you wanna get in this mailbag? Sure. All right, let's see. What the mailbag has for us. If you want to call in, the number is 908-67-99993. Hey guys, how's it going? Brendan from Monmouth County, repeat caller. I called last time about the uh, the body that my friends found when they were fishing. Uh, anyway, I'm two podcasts behind and um, I heard the girl call in about saying she saw a mountain lion and not to discredit Jimmy Parks or anything, but... Um, I went to school for wildlife management and I've been all around the state. My dad actually owns a Christmas tree farm in Warren County. Um, there definitely is mountain lion sightings in New Jersey. Not saying there are mountain lions, uh, in New Jersey per se, but there definitely are sightings of it. People who know a great deal about big cats and stuff like that have seen, um, you know, a few mountain lions. People have caught them on cameras and, 
not very far-fetched being that mountain lions home range on the east coast is down in like georgia um and stuff like that on that appalachian ridge so you know that lines kind of were just to travel up and down the Kinnatinny Mountain Range up the Appalachian Mountains, you know, they could potentially be up here. Um, one point I always like to make is that um, my dad has porcupines on his Christmas tree farm that eat his Christmas trees, and New Jersey <laughs> states that we don't have porcupines in New Jersey. And my dad talks to lots of other farmers, stuff like that, <laughs> that funny. laugh at him and call him crazy. And, you know, he has them there that eat his trees, and I've seen plenty of the porcupines there. So that goes along the lines of one, in, one of those things, like, you know, just because they say it's not here or a lot of people haven't seen it doesn't mean that it's not here but uh just just want to give you guys that that quick update have a good one in your face jimmy parks wow jimmy yeah jimmy told you jimmy is wrong well what? jimmy's like wait we don't have mountain lions we have bobcats so well, that's what he was calling them yep yeah, but the difference so i'm looking at a, like a you know like in a science textbook they have the paintings or drawings of like anatomically correct yeah, stuff yeah. so this is a bobcat compared to a, an adult mountain lion. A bobcat's only three feet long. A mountain lion can be seven to eight feet long. I think it's so, a monster. I mean, that's that's tail to nose, not like butt to nose, I guess, because you'd think that the tail adds a lot of length there. But it's so enormous that you're like, you'd have to be able to know what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that this caller is telling Jimmy Parks he's wrong. I and believe him. I, I definitely believe there's been sightings in Jersey. Yeah, I think so as well. And I was going to say... Um, to Brendan, hey, if you want to invite us out to your Christmas tree farm, I'd love to come get my tree from you in a few months. That'd Just throwing really, that out there. So send an email that'd be to sick, us. sick, dude. Let us know. I'd love to go cut my tree down at his dad's farm. Support the biz. I mean, Warren County's not far, so we could consider that. But yeah, the, the bobcat thing's weird. I don't know. Porcupines I, too. Didn't he say like, farmers say like there aren't porcupines in Jersey, but like his dad has seen them. Yeah. It's, I didn't really, I never heard that before. A porcupine is such a funny animal too. To What's, be honest, I never even thought stopped to think about like where are porcupines mostly at? I don't know. They look like Australian. Don't they? Yeah, they do. They're like a funky looking animal. They are, but they're pretty cute. But that wait, he said that the porcupines are in his dad's farm, like eating things. Yeah, he said they eat the trees. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. So imagine taking a little porcupine home with you. Hopefully Jimmy calls in today and we could confront him with this newfound information. Cause he's going to go, no, yeah, no, next week, they, next week he's going to come in so high. He's gonna be like, first off they're mistaken. They think it's a, you know, Jimmy. Well, that's it. That was his whole argument saying people see a bobcat and they think it's a mountain lion, which is a fair argument, but I just unplugged my mic. Yeah, what are you doing? I was just raising this up a little bit cause my posture on the podcast is terrible. And as I, as I, as I raise it up, I unplugged it. Sorry. If you want to call into the mailbag, that is the number. We, to, we've been getting a lot of calls lately. The mailbag has been stacked. I would like to begin just to, to put the viewers behind the scenes. I'd like to begin doing like one clip a month from the mailbag on our Instagram or TikTok. And what I'm going to say is if you want your clip to potentially be for that, you want to be able to share it with your friends. And, and you know, we had a, we had a caller one time we used this clip on the Instagram they got to be shorter. So if you have a question that you could you could say in 15, 20 seconds or even 30 seconds, um, do it. Call into the mailbag and leave us a question because I'm not saying they all need to be that, but it'd be cool if, if you have a shorter question because then we could probably cut it into a clip, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, 100%. I, th- I say we take one more today because the mailbag's been, they've been piling up, man. 
Hey guys, this is Emma from Bergen County calling, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> and that. I just saw on my town's Facebook page that the Kmart in Westwood is closing. I saw you guys forever ago. I remember hearing you guys do something about how <clears throat> uh, there was only like two more Kmarts in Jersey or something like that. I remember there was only a limited amount of Kmarts in Jersey. And now one of them's closing down. They The landlord did not renew their lease. So by September, October, there will be one less Kmart in uh, Jersey. And I was wondering if you guys are going to look into that at all or if you heard about it. So, yeah, uh, listen to you guys next time. Love that call. Great call. Great, great informative call. And it's actually our first story of the day. Yeah. So we can respond in the form of a headline. I, I love that. And what, what was her name of this uh, young caller? It was Emma from Bergen County. Emma from Bergen County. Thank you so much for the call. And thank you for everyone else giving us a call at the mailbag. You guys are all appreciated. And um, I don't know. I, I've talked to Josh before about it. We need to make a full episode just answering mailbags, I think. We should do. We could do like it's an, hard. We could do a, um, a bonus episode where we just answer mailbags. We should. Yeah, just like a little bonus, midweek bonus. That'd be I, sick. I don't want people thinking we don't want to answer their calls. There's just a lot of them. So it's like <laughs> that's it. we have to just go through and, and just pick one. And it's like there's so many good ones. So, but yeah, in response to Emma from Bergen County, um, the last remaining Kmart is set to close this September in Westwood, New Jersey. It's uh, definitely a heartbreaking situation for all the Kmart lovers in the Garden State. Yeah, it's it's, but it's not just the Garden State. And this is what I was trying to get people to understand when we talked about the last story in oh, right. Avenel. Yeah, it's not just the Garden State. This is the last in the states Kmart. Yeah, in the United States. And, That's crazy. And I don't know. I can't speak worldwide because these companies get large and then they license their name and they. I don't know how it all works, but as far as America goes, Kmart is done, which is really, really sad. And uh, let me, I want to give, make a point on that in a second, but um, here's what the article says. New Jersey's last remaining Kmart store is expected to close this fall. According to NorthJersey.com, the chain's Westwood location at 700 Broadway is expected to shutter its doors in either September or October. Um, what I wanted to say is I don't think people understand how large Kmart was in its prime. And this is the thing that blows my mind. And we talked about this probably a year and a half ago when we did the first story, but at its peak, Kmart had 2,400 stores and 350,000 employees. Yeah. Massive. For comparison, Target, the best numbers I could find online currently has about 1,900 stores. So at its prime, Kmart had 500 more stores Powerhouse. than Target has currently. And the thing I like to say to put this into context for Gen Z and the younger millennials that weren't around to go to a Kmart. Can you imagine if 20 years from now target was gone? Like how crazy is that? It's hard to think about, but yeah, like it's pretty much the same thing. It's the end of an era. And I mean, it's different. They're different in, a, in some small ways. Cause target has figured out a method. I mean, target's kind of the perfect store. Let's just be honest. They have everything the supermarket. They have good clothing. They have everything really. But can you imagine a world in which Target just ceases to exist? That would be the end of the world, brother. But it happens. That's the thing. Even with like, if you look at Sears, remember Sears used to be everywhere. And I read that Sears in its prime because Sears was the first to do, well, I don't know if they were the first, but they were, they perfected the mail order Mm -hmm. type of thing, a catalog. My parents' house I grew up in was a Sears house. They sold houses and, uh, and they've perfected it at its prime. The revenue for Sears would have been, if you scaled it with inflation, everything 
it'd be larger than what Amazon was doing, at least when I read the article like a year ago, whenever that was. It was that enormous. And now Sears is just gone. Yeah. It's kind of like a like a moral tale. Everything kind of, not to be like, like life cycles. Deep, deep bro talk, but like everything kind of comes and goes. Yeah, I think it's I think it's normal. Like I don't think a business can last forever. I don't know. Like, what's the oldest running business that's still doing a good job? Um, yeah, I don't. We would have to look that up. I don't know off the top of my head. Like, there obviously are businesses. That, like, can you Google that really quickly? Like, oldest, maybe we'll get a good answer. Something European. Congo Gumi, established in 57 AD, is the oldest continual operating con- uh, company. It's in Osaka, Japan. I don't know what they do. Can you like Google United States longest running company or business? <laughs> the Shirley Plantation is the oldest company in America. It began operating almost 400 years ago in 1638. The Shirley Plantation is the oldest family-owned business in the United States. Um, it's just a plantation, I guess. Wow. They're, they're killing it. <laughs> Whatever they do. They're growing some sort of crop. Um, okay, so the oldest one is in Japan. I'm trying to find, let's see. I'm trying to find U.S. ones. It would appear as though a lot of farm farming stuff. That makes sense. A winery in Germany opened in 862. It's still open. So yeah, there's, I mean, there are businesses that have been, you know, running forever, but as far as the big ones, you would think a company like Sears that has that much market cap, they, they control the world at that point. They would last. Same with Amazon. Can you imagine a world in which Amazon is obsolete? You can't, yeah, you can't think about it right now because you're like, there's no possible shot that happens, but there's going to be another company that comes after Amazon that's doing what Amazon's doing now, but better. It yeah, just, it's what happens. They'll put a chip in your brain where this stuff just gets, del- you don't have to order it. It just gets delivered. Yeah. And then they're going to put Amazon out of business. Like 50 years from now, it's going to look very different. Well, I wonder if Amazon will be broken up because it's getting so large. I wonder if it's like a monopoly on, on e-commerce. I don't know. That sounds crazy, but I just wonder if they're going to do that to, to, to Amazon. Cause Amazon also is like, now they own the shipping part of the company, right? So they're like basically UPS, but better. And I don't know. And everyone uses Amazon. There's not a person out there that's not using Amazon. It's too easy. Yeah. Like we get all our stuff shipped to us via Prime because we can get it within a day. So what do you think went wrong with Kmart that it closed? You know what I think was the turning point? Yeah. Do you remember when they started turning into big Kmarts? Yeah, big K. Was it big K or super K? Is it? Wasn't there like big K's and super K's? I think they were playing around with both those ideas. I think it was the big K. Let me see. Big... (laughs) Which the is big K. It's such a funny name. Big K. Um, yeah, Big K. No, Big K sold to Walmart, I guess. Is that the same Big K? But yeah, a larger store format of Kmart. Oh. Yeah, so they they sto- they sold out to Walmart in 1981. I remember the Big K, though, yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah it used to be Kmart, then it turned into Big K. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is so cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Super Target and like Super Walmart. It's like, what are we doing, guys? The Target by us that we both grew up going to is not, is it technically a Super Target? I think it technically is, but they didn't call it a Super Target. It's just called Target because they added the whole like supermarket section. Yeah. And that would, that used to become Super Targets. But now, Josh, the pro- the thing is, I think every Target standard now is going to have like a food market in it. That's why they can't all be Super Targets. Mm, interesting. Okay. So I don't know what, what makes a, su- a Target a Super Target these days. Maybe it's just, more space, more square footage. I have no idea. Hmm. But to be honest, I um, I, don't, I think I'm going to be visiting the Westwood Kmart before they close. I think you should too, John. Did you, you know, go to the Avenel one? Yeah, I did. I think we went together. We should just pour, pour one out for what, the- before they closed? I think we did go, yeah. I didn't go with you. Did you go take a picture by yourself? I went by myself. I walked around for an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I drove past it, I think, that week. It's different, bro. It's a different vibe in the in the Kmart's than it is like a, like a Target. 
It has a very old school feel to it. Messy. Yeah. Lower ceilings. Like the LEDs are different. The lighting's different. It feels like an old school department store. And that's what I think the nostalgia hits me the hardest when walking through these stores. And it's sad because it's just like, there's no stores that are like this anymore. Target really figured it out. They have the formula. I mean, Walmart's got some good prices on stuff, but the Walmart I go to is just a disaster, bro. I walk in there and I'm <laughs> just like, a mess. It's going very on? unorganized. It's just, yeah, it's unorganized and the lines are always so long. Now, I want to be a, I'd like to be a Walmart person. Why not? But like Target just, there's a, there's an atmosphere when you walk in that place. Yeah, there is. Something just feels different. Also, Target has a smell. Yeah, the Target smell, you're right. I'm not going crazy, right? They do have a smell. No, it's very distinct. Every yeah. Target smells the same. It used to smell like popcorn. Do you remember that when we were kids? Early on, yeah. Because like the cafe was not a Starbucks. It was like just like a Target cafe. Now they now they got fancy with Starbucks and like different like food options like that. So that's why you don't smell the popcorn. Do you remember Bradley's? I was about to say Bradley's, bro. I used to get the popcorn. I used to get like the 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 Coke slushy. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's what Bradley's smelled like. Yeah, Bradley's was uh, awesome. That's freaking what, A, dude. Great. But Bradley's is amazing. So if you want to go visit Kmart and just take a selfie in front of the last Kmart in America, <laughs> you can take a drive go to the before, West. Go before September or October because we don't have an exact date when they're closing, but we'll, yeah. we have to go. I'm going to go make a video. Okay. So you update us on that video. Are you sure you don't want to come show June what a Kmart looks like before <sighs> like she grows up? She won't even remember it, unfortunately. No, but that's why you take a picture. That's true. Because sure. that would that would be like an old school pick, like when she's like growing up with her friends, like look at me in front of a Kmart. What's a Kmart? It's true. I got all these ideas, Josh. You just gotta start listening to me, bro. Uh, I'm gonna start, and you know, I'll, I'll really talk to her about it and see what she thinks. If you want me to, you know, come over and talk to her myself about it, and maybe try to convince her, I can. Like okay. she's almost what, like five months now? Yeah, she's five months tomorrow. Oh, dude, she's she's not working a job. Today's five months, actually. August today. 10th. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's ex- it's exciting. I'm a little concerned though because she doesn't have a job. She's not working yet, is she? She's been really getting into drop shipping lately, which is really cool. She's gonna be. I rich. just don't want her to be like one of those kids who just kind of just like doesn't work for a living. She's like, I think she should be. She should be working. Let's get her on the pod. I don't know what we're, what we're doing right now. Yeah, we could get her in a little high chair between us soon. Uh, I love it. All right, next story. So Taco Bell is having a free taco giveaway everywhere in the United States, but. New Jersey. All 49 states are getting the free tacos starting next Tuesday, but we're not, we're not in the mix, man. And there's an interesting backstory. So much controversy. Yeah, this is really, it's a, it's actually a trademark issue (laughs) and Taco Bell went head to head with a taco place, a local Jersey taco place. Um, but let me read the article and we'll talk about it. This is really actually very interesting. At first I was like, well, why aren't they doing Jersey? And then when I began to read about the trademark situation, I was like, Wow, this is kind of crazy. So Taco Bell will give away free seasoned beef, nacho, cheese, Doritos, Locos, tacos on Tuesday starting April. I'm sorry, starting August 15th, including August 22nd, August 29th, and September 5th. The offer is good at participating Taco Bell locations and on delivery orders in the Taco Bell app. There is no purchase necessary. The offer is limited to one taco per person per day while supplies last. So while 49 other states can celebrate Taco Tuesday with Taco Bell, New Jersey isn't partaking. Um, Gregory's Restaurant in Summers Point has this celebrating has been celebrating Taco Tuesday since 1979, and they gained the trademark on the phrase three years later. Because Gregory's Restaurant is the only place in the state who can use the term in advertising, Taco Bell's promotion will not be celebrated in New Jersey. 
The company has not released how it plans to celebrate Taco Tuesday in the Garden State. According to the release, Taco Tuesday trademark registration has been canceled in all states except New Jersey. Therefore, the DoorDash offer will be limited to 49 states where Taco Tuesday has been freed. Very interesting. So this local restaurant has trademarked the term Taco Tuesday. I'm Based on what I've read and what I'm understanding from what I just read, Every other state has freed the term, meaning it can't be trademarked. You cannot trademark Taco Tuesday. So I guess Taco Bell is coming after uh, this local spot, and they're saying Taco Tuesday belongs to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. And this free-for-all will not only uh, thank taco fans who supported the cause, but will also spotlight local restaurants and vendors who can now embrace Taco Tuesdays without fear of legal action. That was the U.S. chief of marketing for Taco Bell. How crazy is that? So Taco Bell finds themselves in a spot right now where uh, they are coming head to head with this local Jersey spot. Have you ever been to this spot, Josh? I don't even know where they're from. Where's the restaurant located? Gregory's. Let's give them a little spotlight. Gregory's restaurant. I got to go stop by for a taco now. Well, I think Gregory said that for Taco Tuesday, they're going to be giving out free tacos as well. Summer's point. But they are the crux stopping the rest of the state from well, getting free Taco Bell. Well, that's the thing. Now Gregory's is getting hate. People are, you know, bashing Gregory's being like, why are you guys like this? Why are you guys doing this to Taco Bell? So they are getting bad press and bad feedback from people when they're just trying to, you know, hold on to that trademark name that they came up with. Can oh, you blame it, them? It's right next to Ocean City. Never been here. Can you blame them? I mean, I no, I can't blame. If I own the trademark to Taco Tuesday in New Jersey, I'd want to selfishly keep it for sure. So I can empathize with them there. I think on the other hand, Taco Bell kind of taking a jab going, we freed the trademark ever, but in New Jersey, that's the thing they're, they're now all the attention is on Gregory's because taco taco bell is like, yeah, we're going to do this in every state, but New Jersey, like even on the, the graphic they post, they're like, sorry, Jersey, maybe later. And you know how shady businesses, like I could see that's, that's dirty. I bro. could see these people releasing the trademark to be, you know, to appease with Taco Bell saying, and then Taco Bell finding a way to trademark it all themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I could see very it. Very skeezy. Yeah, I could see it being like that. So, and on this article, there's an advertisement for Taco Tuesday. Well, that's what it said. Look uh, at the bottom of it. How we're celebrating. No, no, no. The, the fine print. Oh, man. So Taco, Taco Bell put up an ad. It says, Taco Tuesday free for all. Let's celebrate. And then fine print, it's with an asterisk. It says, except in New Jersey. Sorry, NJ, we're working on it. <laughs> crazy Let's support Gregory's though you can't like I feel bad because people are getting mad at them but you don't want to bash a local business here it's just a messy situation Taco Bell shouldn't have like blown it up the way they it's did a no do- need it's a one dollar taco I mean <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day we're not dying over here bro go to Taco Bell and buy a Doritos Locos Taco just go buy it yeah right remember when they released those oh dude it was the coolest thing in the world to, that was probably what year do you think that was we were in high school you think i would guess like 2011 2012 right or is that too late already let's see Dorito, doritos locos taco released in 2012 i knew it because wasn't that wasn't didn't it come from like a youtuber some youtuber like pitched that idea being like eating like doritos with their taco bell and it became like a whole big thing and now it's Oh no, March 2013, freshman, wow. freshman year of college. I remember that was like a holiday. When that came out, we went to the parking lot. 
There was a line of cars. We bought one. We sat there in the lot and we ate it. Like, oh, I cannot wait to try this. And Big it, deal. It is amazing. Oh yeah, it's I a, love. That's like one of my go tos when I go to Taco Bell. Cannot yeah. get the through those locos tacos. You gotta love the ingenuity, Supreme. the Supreme. ingenuity of of America, where we just find a way to make a taco better. It's, roll, a, it's a sin. Roll it in Dorito dust. <laughs> it's a wreck. All right, let's move on to this next story. Uh, this is a bit of a darker one, but. That's just the way the news is in New Jersey. So currently, based off your theory last week, we have two plus plus ones. So now we're going yeah, negative so one. So based on my theory, <laughs> that's well, I'd say the taco giveaway could be yellow. It's a it's, it's and then Kmart's yellow as well. So we're even right now. This okay. is going to put us minus one. So one New Jersey couple forced a fourteen year old to sell drugs that they made at home. They had their whole entire business out of their house just selling these drugs. I, don't, I forgot what kind of drugs you'll talk about in the article, but they were having their kids work for them and sell these drugs. Yeah, a mom and a dad have been indicted on more than a dozen charges for running a massive drug manufacturing operation out of their apartment, according to authorities. John Garman, 38, is charged with first-degree count of leading a narcotics trafficking network. Uh, Garman and Donna Schiffler, 39, each face eight additional drug-related criminal charges. They were first arrested in late May and then re-arrested on August 3rd, uh, the Atlantic City Prosecutor's Office said. The couple ran the operation called Garman's Goods out of their apartment in summer. <laughs> Why did they name it? Why would they name the business? It was, dude, it was, lo- it was on their website and everything. I think because, it, uh, were they just, I think they were just selling like marijuana now that it's legal. Oh, I, I don't think they were doing like hard drugs. So you're saying, wait, wasn't yeah? This was in the same <laughs> spot as Gregory's. <laughs> yeah, Su- Summers, Summers Point. Point. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, that's actually interesting. I didn't even paste those two together when we we're putting the articles together. So the couple ran the operation called Garmin Go- Garmin's Goods out of their apartment in Summers Point, where they lived with their three children, ages seven, twelve, and fourteen. Authority said, but officials said that rather than use discretion, they created a Facebook page and made their own business cards and labels. Wow. wow. We're really trying to get after this, this e-com business. So the business sold marijuana edibles and magic mushrooms to hundreds of customers throughout Atlantic County, according to the prosecutors. Garmin and Schiffler had their 14-year-old son prepare and sell the drugs for them at public locations such as recreation fields, shopping centers, and drug-free school zones, authorities said. They're accused of then paying their son with drugs instead of money after a day's work. So just deplorable kind of behavior you just feel for the 14-year-old Wait, they kid. said it, they'd pay the kid in drugs? Yeah. 14-year-old? They're just like... Paying him in drugs, yep. Oh, my gosh. So is the, is the crime here also that they had a store selling all these drugs in Jersey? Or is it more about the child labor and giving the kid the drugs? Like, can you have your own marijuana store now? You can't, right? Like, you have to have, like, a whole... No, there's dispensaries. I just don't know. No, I mean, like, out of your house. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, I think that there's pro- legal processes you need to go through in order to... Like, in the same way, you can't just go sell alcohol. I don't... I'm talking out of the... Out of, you know, the... I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Because I would imagine, though, that it's yeah. similar to a bar where if you want to have a bar, you need a liquor license to open a dispensary. I'd imagine you need to go through some sort of a process. You don't just yeah, I feel pop like up shop and go, hey, I'm selling weed. It's tough, like, yeah. So, and then also, to, to, you know, the child labor thing is never a good look, but it's a family business. So, I don't know. I think that's the main thing. The main thing that they're highlighting in this article is the fact that um, they had a kid working for them and they were paying them in, in drugs. It says they found around 62 pounds of hash and around 42 pounds of marijuana 
in two pounds of psilocybin mushrooms or magic mushrooms and around $119,000 in cash, prosecutors say. So this was a business business. They had a lot of clientele, man. And did you see the photo, like the, that photo on the article right there? Bro, they're marketing, bro. Wow. It says, kiss me, I'm Irish. <laughs> they had a, a St. Patrick's Day drug giveaway. What is going on? Man. South Jersey. Dude, does it come back to down to the South Jersey thing? Or is everyone in Jersey crazy? <sighs> it's just the world we live in, man. Summer's point, man. Um, I wonder how the kids feel. I wonder if like that 14-year-old hated their life. No, they probably, Or they were probably like having a blast being like, I'm getting free drugs. They probably, my parents are awesome. They probably thought it was awesome. And then when they're like 28, they'll be in counseling going, yeah, my parents had me selling drugs when I was 14. But when you're 14, a 14-year-old boy, let's say, you're a 14-year-old boy. Your yeah. parents are allowing you to do drugs. It's, to that to a 14-year-old, it's probably awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really sad though. So this leads into the next article, which is unrelated to the drugs that these people were selling, but related to drugs overall. Um, hundreds of New Jersey pharmacies are handing out free overdose antidotes. You know, people are overdosing left and right here in the Garden State. Yeah. Might as well hand out the antidotes to help people out. Yeah, it says in January during the state of the state address, <laughs> I wanted to say state of the union, uh, during the state of the state address, Governor Phil Murphy announced the, the Naloxone 365 initiative, part of the administration's efforts to combat the opioid crisis in the state and save lives by getting the opioid antidote Naloxone onto uh, as many hands as possible. So since then, the New Jersey Department of Human Services has partnered with the New Jersey Board of Pharmacy to recruit pharmacies to join the program. Recently, the state announced the launch of stopoverdoses.nj.gov, where residents can find pharmacies offering life-saving naloxone anonymously and at no cost. So if I'm not mistaken, naloxone is basically the same as Narcan. It's Yeah, Narcan's one of the brands. So isn't Narcan, Narcan is the brand name and naloxone's like the generic term, I think. I think so, yeah. It's kind of like a- That's how we talked about it. Like an ibuprofen kind of thing. And if you don't know what uh, Narcan is, it's- drug that if someone over, overdoses on an opioid, it immediately, like within three seconds, you could look up videos of it, people receiving Narcan. They'll just imme- come back to life pretty much. It just kills the high immediately. And from what I understand, because we know some police officers that have had to administer it to people that have overdosed, people are angry when they when they wake up because it's like you've killed the high, even yeah. if they're about to die from exactly. overdosing. It's like, I just saved your it's, life, bro. It's very dark, very, very dark. So um, naloxone is the antidote for someone who's experiencing an opioid overdose. It helps reverse the impact of the overdose from the opioids, said Valerie Milky, the assistant commissioner for the New Jersey Division of Mental Health. Um, naloxone is not just an opportunity to save lives. It's an opportunity to give more people struggling with addiction the chance to treat the effects substance use disorder has on their lives. In 2021, 3,124 individuals in New Jersey died from a suspected drug overdose, according to the Office of the Chief State Medical Examiner. In 2022, 2,892 individuals died from a suspected overdose as well. So that's 3,000 in 2021, almost 3,000 in 2022. They're saying right now 1,365 between January 1st and June 20th of this year. So we're on track for almost that same 2,800 figure, it looks like. Which is crazy. So with this, with this antidote, this uh, naloxone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they're telling people, hey, it doesn't hurt to always be prepared. You never know. 
someone you're with might be going through like a drug issue or something and they might have an overdose here, have this on you in case, or if you're doing drugs yourself, have this on you. I don't know. Can you use it on yourself? Are you aware? I don't think, I don't think it works like that. I think you're, I think it's when someone's unconscious. I'm sure like if you wanted to kill the high, maybe Mm -hmm. it would work, but I think, um, I don't know. I hate getting like too deep when we're having these conversations, but this is just such a messed up situation from every angle. If you just take a step, uh, take a step back and think as just a regular person. I mean, I think at this point, most people know somebody that struggled with opioids. So it's, it's something that's, I don't know when this gets corrected from the, like, why are we still prescribing these drugs to so many people? You know, that's the first thing I'd say is like, why is everybody on painkillers? It's, it's insane. Why is the federal government allowing these pharmaceutical companies to like, why is there not a solution? I don't know. I just feel like it's, they're still being prescribed to people, even though people are dying left and right from them. Well, I'd like to see the numbers, like how many people are dying from heroin compared to like, you know, a prescribed drug that they're overdosing on. You know what I mean? I was going to say heroin. Yeah. Heroin is an opioid technically. And I guess what I'm saying is I, how many people are getting prescribed things rather than illegally getting like these drugs? Um, 109,000 people died last year from opioids in America. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know. I'm sure heroin's a big part of it, but you know, um, but I think it starts, the start is when people are prescribed how many times have you heard that someone gets injured at work or they get, you know, they they're skiing and they get injured and the doctor's like, Oh, you need to take an opioid. It's like, they get addicted and that leads into heroin and other stuff. It's like, it's so crazy to me that there's, there's no solution. People are, it's, it's really, really sick. And I think, um, from a thousand foot view, I think it's great that we're going to help people get the help they need, especially if you're like a parent with a child that's struggling with the addiction. You're like, I want to have the naloxone in the house. Cause you want to make sure if something were to happen, you could help your kid like trying to empathize with the perspective of where somebody would be at, especially if they've dealt with seeing their kid overdose or their husband overdose or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have it. It's also kind of dystopian. If you think about the the state of New Jersey is handing out, we're we're like funding pharmacies to give out these kids. People are high left and right. Just overdosing. It's really sad. sad. It's very, very sad that this is like, even it has to be a thing, but yeah, I guess people's lives are going to be saved. How, how can people find the pharmacies, Josh? Uh, you just go to stopoverdoses.nj.gov and um, they'll have like, I guess, a map on there where you could look around. I, it's just so bizarre. It's weird times we're living in, man. Very sad. People people are like hopeless, addicted to drugs. So do you have any other thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, don't do drugs. Oh, thanks. If you don't need to do drugs. Did you think that- It's not good. Everyone knows someone who's overdosed. It's not, that's crazy. It's just so sad. Like we've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. People, friends dying of drugs and it's absolutely terrible. And it's like, you don't wish that upon anyone. And if you do have a drug problem, find help, talk to someone. There's help out there available for you. And, um, you just hate to hear it. You hate to hear about it. So that's, that's the only thing I had to say. All right, let's move on. So over 1,700 RWJ nurses have gone on strike with Wednesday marking the sixth day straight. Yes. I wonder, today's Thursday. I wonder if today's going to be the seventh day of this strike. It's hard to know. I'd imagine it will be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a little ignorant on this one. I'll have to admit, I didn't know that your nurses were in a union. 1,700. Yeah. it's a lot. 1,700 nurses. 
So in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the nurses strike at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital is poised to enter its sixth day on Wednesday. However, also on Wednesday, both sides, hospital administration and nurses union leaders will sit down with a federal mediator to try to work it out. So that's kind of interesting. And these nurses just not getting paid and they're just wor- overworking themselves. That's why they're going on strike here. Well, I don't know. I guess so. It says Wednesday's face-to-face meeting will be the first sit down bo- on both sides since the strike began at 7 a.m. last Friday, August 4th. Unlike with the Rutgers professor strike in April, Governor Murphy has not yet gotten involved in the nurses strike a hospital spokesperson said Tuesday. Um, oh, obviously, strikes always have to do with wages, and I think we just saw the strike with UPS. Did you hear about this? Not the UPS one. UPS had a massive strike, and they renegotiated wages. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so drivers had to, like, full-time drivers, their minimum getting paid, right, was like... I don't the, know what their minimum was, but they're now saying you can make up to 170 grand a year being yeah, a I saw UPS that. driver, which mm-hmm. is insane. That's yeah, awesome. They changed like the the fees of like or the wages of like part timers too and everything like that. So they won. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to win because they're. That's I guess the the point of a union is you have set uh, you know thousands and thousands of drivers that could just stop the you know the deliveries, and then UPS is kind of at the will of them for, you know, for the negotiation. So since Friday, more than, um, 1700 nurses at Robert Wood Johnson university hospital walked off the job. Nurses walk the picket line daily at little Albany and Somerset streets in new Brunswick. The nurses are part of the United Steelworkers four dash 200 and represented by union president Judy Danella. So at 8 PM Tuesday, the nurses plan to hold a candlelit vigil outside the hospital. Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital consistently ranked as one of New Jersey's best hospitals. It remains open and completely staffed during the strike. No hospital services, surgeries, or or patient care have been affected by the nurse on strike, said the hospital. RWJUH already said they had contact with the staffing agency to hire replacement nurses, which the hospital warned comes at a great cost. So far, the strike has not reached RWJ's Somerset and Rawway campuses um, so we'll just have to see what happens. The last time they went on strike was in 2006. How are 1700 nurses on strike, not affecting the normal operations of this hospital? That's kind of crazy. I was right? wondering the same thing. Or did they bring in replacements already or like part-timers to like take over? Cause I, mean, I was reading that like in some places, but I wasn't sure if that was true. They, it said they, they hired a staffing agency to, to get replacement nurses. It was like millions of dollars though for that. It was insane. Well, hospitals have so much money. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get, I don't want to, we're talking about opioids and now hospitals. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, you, but you totally a, could though, if you wanted to, there's a lot of money being tossed around in medicine. We'll just say it like that. And it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. I I just want to know what the nurses are really going for. Like what, what why are they doing this? Well, they just want to make more money. I'm sure they're going to, they're going to come to the table and negotiate wages. That's, that's the point of a union strike. I mean, it could be, it could be vacation days, uh, working conditions, but we, it's not going to be that. It's probably going to be, something with their, their hourly wage, and then maybe something with shifts. But I think, I think nurses like their, their shifts, like the hours they work. I was talking to a friend that's a nurse recently, and I heard it's a pretty sweet gig if you get the, you know, once you get settled in. Yeah, I think you, you read it already, but yeah, they were asking for pay raises and health insurance caps. So that's like their big asks right there. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of people have been hitting us up about this story. They're like, are you guys going to talk about the strike? So that's why we're talking about it today. It'll, it'll all work itself out. I'm sure Robert Wood Johnson will, will not know the difference if they pay people more money. So, all right, moving on to our next story. 
In Point Pleasant, New Jersey, a bar is being sued by a drunk patron who fell and injured herself. Yeah, she's saying she's been overserved, but really, whose fault was it? This is a weird thing. This is a very strange law. I wonder if this happens to it, like to a lot of bars. Like people just get they drink too much, they hurt themselves, and they're like, "No, but I'm going to sue this bar now." Well, overservice is a real thing because in the case of drunk drivers, of course, where, yeah, where people, I believe, there have been lawsuits where. Someone leaves a bar drunk, they drive, they kill somebody, and then the bar gets sued as a result of the person, which is- It's so I tricky. Mean, it's like, just, how do you prove what actually happened? It, that's that's the point the article makes, is it's very, very hard to prove in court. And also, it's, I mean, let's be honest, personal responsibility, if you can't manage yourself, then you shouldn't be drinking. No, yeah, you have a problem at that point. So this woman- <sighs> claims she was overserved by bartenders at a popular New Jersey boardwalk bar and has filed a lawsuit. Uh, the Westfield resident, resident Mary Santoro claims in the suit that she was visibly drunk at the Tiki Bar on July 14th. What's the 20, name of it? What's the name of it? Martell's Tiki Bar. Yep. On July 14th, 2022. But staff kept feeding her drinks. She further alleges that as a result of her intoxication, she fell and injured herself. Court papers do not say where or how Santoro fell, but her lawyer wrote in the lawsuit that the Point Pleasant Beach Bar allowed dangerous, a dangerous condition to exist. A lawyer for Martels respond, responded in court filings that Santoro's alleged injuries were caused by her own negligence. The suit names Martels Tiki Bar and its bartenders as liable parties. So uh, the lawsuit was brought under what is known as the Drum Shop Rule. The Drum Shop is in any establishment that serves alcohol, like bars and restaurants, it applies to potential civil liability to those businesses for harmful acts caused by their intoxicated customers who were negligently served too much alcohol. So while it's kind of absurd that this woman is is reaching out about this, yeah. um, it's, it's also pretty absurd um, that there's a law in the books with, that there's liability for... This drum shop rule is kind of crazy, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. So typically cases involve a bartender serving a visibly intoxicated person who is later involved in a motor vehicle accident causing harm to him or herself or another person. However, there are so-called first-party drum shop cases where the allegation involves a cause of action against the establishment for injuries the individual sustained as a result of his or her own intoxication. So we're going to see what happens here. I think it's kind of crazy. What do you think, Josh? I mean, yeah, if I'm going to go to a bar and get so drunk where I'm going to just start falling in places and just probably, I don't know, hurting myself, it's my fault. Yeah. It's such a simple, I I feel like people are always just looking for another way to make money and this could be a a good excuse for her. Maybe she could just, maybe she did get overserved. Maybe the bar was going crazy. But at the same time, bro, this this bar is very popular. They've been around for a while. I feel like they know what they're doing. They know there's crazy people like this that are going to come try to sue them. Um, that's why, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm on the bar side here. Yeah, so the article says that legal experts agree drum shop cases can be difficult to prove, especially if they are first-party cases. And I'm sure in court, you're gonna the, the bar could go, how are we supposed to know she was overserved? Yeah. We're not counting the, the number of drinks she's having. We it, are not doing a breathalyzer <laughs> test on her. I mean, 
to me, this is just like lawsuits have gone too far. I don't know how, I don't know how this gets fixed, but lawsuits have gone too far where people sue for everything. It's, it's like the Duncan stories where people are like spilling hot coffee on themselves, yep. being like, oh, the lid wasn't put on properly. I'm going to sue Duncan for millions of dollars. Yeah. People are, people are snakes, bro. People are always looking for a way to, you know, get millions of dollars from a big company or business. And absolutely. I think it's, it's, I think it's messed up. I agree. I think it's personal responsibility is gone from our culture. You have People, to have self-control. Don't go to a bar and expect to just get so drunk, start falling over the place and then be like, oh, it's not my fault. Yeah. There's no self-control. There's no personal responsibility anymore. And people look for lawsuits, which is, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Always. It is so bizarre. Greed has kind of taken root in our culture. At the same time though, if there's a law on the book that states that you could sue a place for overserving you, then I mean, it's a dumb law, but I'm sure there's a reason it exists. Yeah. Dude, it's just like, like you said, just you, how do you prove it? That's it. How do you prove it? Especially at a bar this size, I'm sure there's hundreds of people at, uh, I've never been to this place. Have you been? I, I have, I've been like right like outside of it, but is this it is the spot Eric loves. Yeah. It's, it's a big spot. It's mm. popular. So, I don't know. I think she'll lose the case, but it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? Also, like, don't you think all her friends are like, what are you suing the bar for? Unless her friends were backing her. They were like, wow, that bartender was actually over serving you. You should sue. You should sue this place. They might be backing her. Who knows? Or they might be all in on it. Be like, you should sue. You know, we'll split the money. <sighs> so weird. It's just like foolishness, man. All right, let's move on to the next story here. Yeah, if, if you if that happened to you and you like you're like you actually injured yourself and I was with you, I'd be like, so so was dude, that was on you, brother. You were an idiot. I think everybody would feel <laughs> that way. That's just common sense, right? Mm-hmm. You see somebody drink too much and they get hurt. It's kind of you. You never go like if you see a video, a viral video of someone drunk falling downstairs. You don't go, oh boy, who is the bartender? That's and, you know. It's just personal responsibility. It's yeah, like, you got to you got to know when to stop. What is that person thinking that Grow they just up. fell downstairs? Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Last story of the day, ending on a high note. I think. <laughs> I guess Liberty Science Center is hosting an after dark giant hot pink Malibu beach party in honor of the Barbie movie. What is going Let's on? Let's go. So for the listeners at home. I'm I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know Liberty Science Center had these after dark nights. Weird. It's, it's, it's strange. Like a, it turns into like a club. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, man. Can you imagine? I thought it was um, just like, yeah, that's so crazy. So for the listeners, I'm about to read an article. These are not my own words, uh, just for context. No, they are. <laughs> So here's what the article says, come on Barbie, let's go party at the Liberty Science Center in Jersey City yes. with the Barbie movie exploding at the box office this summer, becoming the first U.S. film directed by a woman to reach a billion dollar mark. It's only fitting that Barbie parties are popping up all over. Barbie parties. What is going on? It's a Barbie party. On Thursday, August 17th, the Liberty Science Center after dark will host a giant hot pink Malibu beach party with a hot girl summer laser show and summer skies <laughs> planetarium show from 6 to 10 p.m. <laughs> So I guess for the listeners at home, Liberty Science Center has these events that are 21 plus. I would have never imagined this for the Liberty. I thought you go there to learn about stars and gravity. Like, <laughs> well, and like, and like you touch the well, you thing do where, now while you have a drink or two and with all your friends when it turns into a nightclub. Bizarre. So there are uh, two shows, a 7.45 PM and a 9.15 PM, and it's $8 to go to Summer Skies Planetarium show. Yeah, I don't know what to say about this one. I think it's just all out there on the table. Um, 
I think we got to get the Liberty Science Center back to its old glory. Like I want children going there to learn about static electricity. And uh, are they that strapped for cash that they got to turn into but a nightclub ho- at it's night? It's a hot girl summer laser show. <laughs> How are you going to miss out on that? Josh, you know, imagine those lasers, bro. But, crazy pink, bright, vibrant lasers. But going you crazy. You hit the nail on the head, though. This is the Liberty Science Center turning into a nightclub at night. Yes. Are they that strapped for cash? No. Um, I think it's just, it might be cool because have you ever been, you've been to the Dome, right? Never. I've never been to Liberty Science Center. <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, never. The loser. Um, <laughs> no, you never, you didn't come see us Batman in the Dome when we watched Batman uh, no. Dark Knight or whatever? No. Oh, that was one of the coolest experiences. But they have that like, it's at that giant dome where you I like, know just the lay dome. down and it's like the entire... So I guess like they have like a whole Barbie themed like star show. I don't know, um, hmm. but it's kind of crazy. I don't think they're strapped for cash. I think they're just trying to make cool new experiences for adults. I guess I don't know. I thought this was for kids, and then I read Twenty One Plus. I was like, whoa! This whole article just changed. How did the Liberty Science Center obtain a liquor license? Did, did they say? Did, did it say liquor? Or well, no? they're going to sell alcohol. They said in the oh. article it says they're going to sell alcohol. Oh, so. I think when I went for Batman, there was like um, there was like a stand where you could buy popcorn and drinks and stuff, and I think there was like alcohol available. So I don't know; they probably grabbed something. Said so the events are twenty one plus, and alcohol and food are served. Wow, crazy! And on that, that's the last story of the night. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Did you see Barbie? No. I've... Did you see Oppenheimer? No. Okay, you should see Oppenheimer. I haven't seen either of them. Or just wait until it comes out, bro. It's it's such a good movie. I'm a year behind on movies. I just saw. Um... <laughs> What's the Tom Cruise uh, Top Gun? I just saw Top Gun this week for the first time. I haven't seen it. So I'm it. literally operating a year behind. That's fine. Um, it was good. Oppenheimer, Very- though, was like the first time I went to a theater and like since we saw French Dispatch together years ago. Oh, yeah. That was the last time I went to a theater. So I went to see Oppenheimer. Crazy movie. You would like it a lot. I can't remember the last movie I saw in theaters. So French Dispatch. That was probably the last one. So yeah, that's one thought. And the other thing is if you want to support the podcast, the number one way to right now is to go to thegardenstate.com and buy a piece of merch. Uh, shipping is free on all orders and the shirts are high quality. We, we try to make uh, stuff that we want to wear ourselves, which is why we wear it in every podcast episode. Heck yeah, we so do. You can head over to the gardenstate.com. Yes, that's our URL. We own it, own it and buy yourself a piece of something. And, uh, with they're that, comfortable. I promise that's the end of our podcast. We're not Josh. cheaping out on you guys. No, it's good stuff. We spend money on these clothes, real money, like green money. Yeah, we're not no gildens over here. None of that crap. Yeah. So yeah, go buy yourself a shirt, buy yourself a hat, buy yourself a mug, buy yourself a keychain. Support the show, Do support it. the movement. Yep. It's all about Jersey, baby. That's it. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys next Friday. Before we go, we just want to remind you, you can go to vintagecityoffices.com slash garden state to join the movement here in Elizabeth. Join what's happening. Get and, an office space. And uh, yeah, we're signing off from Elizabeth. We will see you next Friday. Have a good week, everybody, and enjoy your weekend. See you guys later. Bye. You're listening to the Garden State. The Dirty Jurors.